Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. My name is Caroline Storch. I am an agricultural education and communications major at the University of Florida. I'm here today talking to the owner of Storch Blueberry Farms who has been affected by COVID-19 and we're here today kind of to talk about what's going on, what's happening, and how they are dealing with it. So here today is Ginger Storch who is owner and operator of Storch Blueberry Farm, also happens to be my mother. So thank you so much for being here today and welcome. Hi everybody, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me be here. (laughs) All right, so let's jump right into it. So how long have you been in business, in the blueberry business? We started planting and growing blueberries. uh, This year will be 11 years. All right. Yeah. And where are you located? We're in Dade City, Florida, just a little bit north of Tampa. And how many acres is the total operation? It's just under 10 acres. We actually have a lot of land out there, which we usually, most of, most of our land is used by a cow-calf operation, but we got into blueberries about 11 years ago because it just seemed like something wonderful to do, and I love blueberries. <laughs> I think we all do, <laughs> at least in our family. That's we, true. If we didn't, we learned to. Um, all right, so how many employees in your whole operation does it take to make it successful? Basically, to have the people come in to pick and probably somewhere between 6 and 11, depending on the season. As the season gets stronger and more berries produce on the, on the plants, then we need more people to pick. They have to be picked daily. Um, all, the, all the berries that are bright blue are the ones that need to be picked. So at peak season, we'll have as many as 11, maybe 14 um, people come in, including us, me and you and mm-hmm. your brother, <laughs> and we're all out there picking when it's peak season. But usually anywhere from 6 in the beginning to 11 to 14. Right, and so that includes the pickers and the hen. What we do mostly as like part of our family operation is the packing and that's separate from the pickers are outside doing their thing and we're kind of inside doing our thing. So if you want to run us through a typical day before pre-COVID-19, how a typical day went for us during blueberry season. Okay, get up early. Um, head out to where the packing area is. It's all enclosed. It's it's cleaned. It's um, air conditioned. So we have to get the air conditioner going and get the room ice cold, as cold as we can possibly get. The pickers usually get there between 7 and 7.30 and immediately start in. They have buckets. They fill the buckets and they bring them to us in the packing room, which we then take into the packing room, run it on a conveyor belt, sort them out, anything that's got a lot of like scarring, from birds or just the ones that they've picked that aren't quite ripe, which um, that happens every now and then. We sort them and then we put them in clamshells, which is actually, actually, first of all, we put them in what's called a lug and it's like a big bucket and you spread them out and they cool down, especially as the day progresses and they it, the day warms up, the berries need to cool down in the lugs. And then we run them through a conveyor belt, they're weighed exactly weighed to the ounce and then they're put in the little clamshell which are the little plastic containers you see in the grocery store and that goes until they've picked the entire field and they will pick the entire field every other day until peak season then they pick every day but that's basically they bring the berries to us we then sort cool pack and 
keep them there chilled until we have to haul them to the market. And every day they're yes. hauled to the market. We don't keep them overnight every before this. Every day. Every day. I know very well. I would <laughs> you ride, haul it down with your daddy. Yeah, me and my dad <laughs> ride to Plant City every day to our broker to deliver the blueberries. So it's all done in a day from start to finish. Yes. That specific crop from start to finish, one day in and out, done. Done. Um, when does picking season begin and how long usually does it last? Picking season, um, depending on the weather, a lot, as with a farmer, as anybody knows in agriculture, weather is the number one reason how you begin and end. Normally, it's the end of March, 1st of April okay. is season starts. And it starts, of course, slow. As the berries start turning, it does start getting warmer. The berries will then start turning blue, blue, blue. That's when it starts. So usually around April, I've got a funny story about that. I can tell you now or later. It doesn't matter. You can do that now. All right. One one year, my um, your daddy kept going back and forth, back and forth. There's not enough berries. I don't know where the berries are. And it's like, all right, well, let's just walk out there and see. So we took buckets. And sure enough, we picked almost eight buckets, just he and I, walking the field. And it was like, okay, well, that fooled us. So it was <laughs> April 1st, April Fool's Day. And I'll always remember that because it was like, the, okay, well, the blueberry patch fooled us because it didn't look like there was that many berries out there to really start mm-hmm. picking to call our people to come help all right and then con- like taking into consideration COVID-19 everything that's happening how has the typical day of what we used to know changed and like what does it look like now for you it's it's devastating um we cannot uh, accommodate the the people with the rules that began with the six feet apart. That was gonna be something that we were gonna to try to facilitate in the fields. And um, we were gonna make it work, try to find wash stations, you know, accommodate these people. That's not gonna work now with the stay at home order. They physically, they can't come pick. So we are completely wiped out, devastated done for this year there's nothing we can do we can't get them to come in even if they were able to come in because of it being an essential business i don't i don't have the ability to keep the six feet apart rule the the washing stations going the area where we pack and 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 keep the blueberries cold in is not near and big enough to have the the right number of people in right you me and your brother probably couldn't even be in there at the same time to mm-hmm. try to sort them and to try to sh- pack them so it's we're totally devastated yeah I think what a lot of people forget is that ag businesses aren't always 10,000 acre blueberry farms a lot of them especially with how our broker deals with people it's a lot of small farms that add together to make the crop every year it's not the giant ones and stuff like this really affects our smaller farms because we can't handle this six feet apart rule and um, our broker sent us the list of requirements that they are you know making us do to where their product is considered safe to still sell Um, and maybe for bigger operations that's possible but not for us because like you said our packing room is very very small it is very and, uh, <laughs> it's just not it's not doable so it's i not. think a lot of people forget that 
no, you're ag right. isn't always the big big ones. It's a lot of families. So that's... Um, and it is a lot of... I know so many people going to different meetings through Blueberry Farmers and, and the get-togethers at the end of the year where we celebrate and the, the packing people and the businesses that do support us as a small business and you know the parties we get to go to and have oh, the yeah. <laughs> have the band and we get to dance and eat and just it's just a real nice mm-hmm. celebration after it's all over but that is you're correct there mm-hmm. that is the biggest deal out there is the small the small farmer and the mm-hmm. small person that doesn't have big machinery that can come shake the trees or just have the whole thing go down it's mm-hmm. just it, it's truly the small farmer, I think, that's going to get hit the hardest. Oh, yeah. And even though we are a central business, technically, with being ag, it's just, it's not doable. So, you know, we make with what we can do, yep. which right now is nothing. But Okay, so keeping in mind that we are kind of calling it a wash, we're not making any money off of the blueberries at all. Um, I don't know if I would consider it maybe a wash because not only are we not making money, but we spent a lot of money this past, you guys spent a lot of money this past (laughs) year on, you know, gearing up for the season and, you know, whether that was, um, maintaining the blueberries, was pulling weeds with, um, putting different chemicals on the blueberries, all of the stuff that goes into it that we were expecting to have a great season to have, you know, all these blueberries, all these people coming to pick blueberries, and it was going to be great. Um, You know, we didn't see this coming, so there is a loss at some point, you know, that we spent all that money, um, and it can't be recovered, so... And that's true. With blueberries, it's it's year-round. It's totally... You have fertilizers that you have to apply to these plants year-round. There's your fish emulsions that you put out. There's, like you said, the maintaining of the the picking of the weeds and pruning and just um, ants. You know, you get these Mm -hmm. huge ant piles in there. they got to be taken care of because you can't have the pickers getting ant bit. Right. (laughs) But that is just... But it's different fertilizers through the entire year that money is spent in the hopes of having healthy, flush blueberry plants that will be picked. And like you said, the money will be brought back in to then right. mm-hmm. buy more fertilizer and agents that have to be. We don't spray. A lot of people do. We don't. I, I'm very proud of that with our field. But that expense doesn't you know, really factor into everything else. But the um, fish emulsion that is used to fertilize is a lot more expensive than what other farmers will use because right. it is a natural product. Right. And I think a lot of people kind of forget because they don't know they they go to the grocery and they pick up their blueberries and a lot of people don't even think that we have these expenses all year long. Yes. That we use the money from the fantastic blueberry season that we're not having to pay for. And I think a lot of people forget how much goes into it and it's not just oh we don't get to sell the blueberries this year it's everything that you know added up before that that and also too which I know that this will make you laugh but every year during the winter when it would get cold we have a huge overhead irrigation system mm-hmm. so your daddy go up turn on the irrigation system and freeze the entire field and what it does is just locks in the warmth because the water coming out of the ground is 70 degrees right. so and you and your brother would get out there and eat all the ice and the icicles and crunching the snow, yeah. you know, kind of sort of thing with all that ice out there. But yeah, it's a constant, um, 
you have to baby them. You have to watch them. If it's going to get too cold, you got to hit that, you know, sprinklers on them. And so there is, there's a lot to it, a lot of effort on our end, you, you know, our family to keep them going, but also the expense of different fertilizers and mm -hmm. gasoline and diesel to run that pump and just a lot more to it than just, you know, Oh yeah. I think it's important One time that, a year. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important that people know, you know, that there's more. There there's is always and, more than you think. And that like goes you said, we it. just did not see this coming mm -hmm. and COVID nineteen has totally just changed the entire way we look at what we're doing this year with our blueberries and it's gonna be gonna be hard. Yep. It's gonna be very hard. But we'll hopefully survive. Oh and yes, we always do. There's next year. <laughs> but that's fine um so if you want to tell everyone how are you handling leftover crops well what we're going to do is as the berries come in the, a big battle has always been as you know mm -hmm. the birds they're called wax wings and they're evil evil birds <laughs> well they have masks yeah it's so weird and so we won't have to be battling the birds this year which will be nice but We'll pick as a family, and I've got a few neighbors that are close. Hopefully they can, you know, sneak over and, <laughs> and at least pick some of the berries. They, they freeze beautifully. We mm -hmm. love the frozen ones. You especially, I know you oh, love yeah. to go to the freezer, scoop you out a cup, and just eat them like grapes out of the freezer. But anyway, we'll pick as many as we can, freeze them, and then hopefully, you know, when I get in the mood this summer when it's so blazing hot out, I'll make jam or you know just try to get as many as we can but most of it's a wash mm -hmm. so we're just gonna leave them yep call it quits walk away walk away that's pretty much all we can do and i know by the end of this we will all be sick of blueberries but yeah. for right now it is nice <laughs> that we have them that you know if we can't make it to the grocery store like we kind of can't right now at least we have something to eat which fresh fruit and yeah. they're so good for you and they're so they're so good and they're so tasty and we all love our purple fingers every day, <laughs> all the time in this year. <laughs> and um, so, like, we're kind of seeing a lot of online with a lot of ag businesses, especially, like, dairies, I've seen where they're just dumping the milk out that they've produced because they don't have any buyers for it. Um, the grocery stores are limiting to one, um, one gallon per person, and you can't – the grocery stores aren't – buying as much as they used to so a lot of um, businesses are being hurt by that by just having to dispose of the extra and you know we've seen the green bean farmers um, <laughs> having to just mow up their crops because they can't like it, during this time and we know very well that people are buying things that aren't perishable exactly right so they're buying canned stuff they're buying frozen stuff cereal stuff like that they People aren't really concerned right now with buying healthy, you know, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that. So I think that's also affecting us a lot, right? Absolutely. That people aren't necessarily trying to buy your fresh produce. They're concerned about buying things. That... And the thing also, too, that we need to probably take into consideration is our rules and regulations here in the United States don't really apply as much as they do in other countries because right now a lot of the fresh blueberries are coming in from Chile and they're actually not the quality that we have here in the States because mm -hmm. of the regulations. So that's another, you know, issue that we've always had to deal with in the past is right. waiting until hopefully the Chile 
blueberries that do come in, they're not quite as good as the ones we get. And then Georgia, their blueberries hit and right. then the price will drop immediately. So when our season used to start, it would start out strong. We would be getting a great price for our fruit, yes. selling to our broker, and then what would happen next? Then as the crops would mature as you get farther north, like as in Georgia, Georgia berries would hit and then our price would just drop out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's when we would normally open our fields up to friends and family. They would come pick and enjoy what was what was, you know, still there, but it is a huge we can't afford to pay our people when the price goes from you know, say $10 a pound to $2 a pound. Right. So then that's when we would bring in, like you said, the friends and family right. and um, we can't really even do that now just because of people either having to stay at home or six feet apart, which the six feet apart isn't hard to do. No, that's, that could be doable, field. but you right. know, now that you have to stay home. Mm -hmm. So, and then last question, very, very important question. Okay. What is your favorite blueberry recipe? Okay. Favorite blueberry recipe. Um, I'm going to say... I'll give you two. My favorite fresh blueberry recipe is basically just vanilla yogurt, the fresh berries, and granola. And okay. the three of those mixed together is a fabulous breakfast. Mm, definitely my blueberry muffins. It's okay. a wicked homemade recipe. It's their coffee cake blueberry muffins, and they're just amazing. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Right, of course. You're <laughs> the one making them. Right? Okay, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us and give us some information on how COVID-19 is affecting a lot more than you think it is and affecting these small businesses and even essential businesses like ours, which is ag. So thank you so much for You're shedding welcome, some light sweetie. on this subject. All right. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening.